Howdy and welcome to another episode of the Laptop Empires podcast, talking all things making money online with Bobby Hoyt, Millennial Money Man, and me, mm. Mike Yonda, Red Dirt Marketing. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about how to make your first thousand dollars blogging. But not only that, like, you know, we talk so much about how people just quit too early, like so many bloggers fail. And it's because, I mean, they're not making money, they're not getting the traffic, they're not seeing those results. So we're not just going to talk about how do you make your first thousand dollars with my son, singing a song really obnoxiously loud in the background. So not only how to make your first thousand dollars blogging, but how to make it as quickly as possible. Like we're going to talk to you about, like there's a lot of way to make a thousand dollars blogging. That's not what we're here for. We're here to talk to you about like, how do you make it and make it fast? Sure. Yeah. And I think this is one of those things. It's like a common misconception where people feel like they start blogging. They're like, Oh, I'm going to make a ton of money in ad revenue. I'd say that's probably one of the, the most asked questions I get from new bloggers. Like when should I put ads on my site ads? Unless you have a crap load of traffic, that is the slowest way to make money possible. I feel like it's right. It's below affiliate income. It's, it's below everything that we're going to talk about today. So I, I really don't like if I was starting a brand new blog, I wouldn't even put ads on it. We're not even putting them on laptop empires right now. There are we zero might, ads on it, but there's zero ads right now. Yeah. And millennial money man is like, I'm like very close to going zero ads on millennial money, man. I'm, I'm almost going to pull the trigger on that. So, but, and, uh, but let's, let's clarify that point really quickly because you and I've talked about this before and I just want to clarify since you're yeah. talking about moving them, there's a point it's like, there's not much use in them at first as your traffic grows, you tend to, you put them on and yeah, then as you absolutely. start to have, and then as you start to have other income sources, you started to pull them back because I feel, it improved your experience to have less I, ads. Yeah. I feel like now you can, you can build a site and ad revenue can be your number one thing. But the way that I've always viewed ad revenue is it's a way to mitigate your costs. It's yes. like whether you're, you're paying for traffic or you're paying for like courses or whatever, like ads are a good way to mitigate those costs. And then you can move on from them afterward, or you can keep them if you want to keep doing it. But that's the way that I did it. Like the progression was I had no ads on Millennial Money Man. I started getting traffic. I put ads on to mitigate my costs. I started paying for it for traffic. It really helped and made it to where I could continue to pay for traffic. I could grow it. Then we came out with the courses and all that stuff and I don't need the ads anymore. So just to get that out of the way first, because I think a lot of people, a lot of bloggers, you see the ads and on sites and you go, Oh, this must be how people are making money. That's not the best way to make money. I don't think because it's not like yeah, ads, it's the same. Like ads. It's, I know we're talking about blogging, but it's the same for YouTube. If you yeah. look at prominent YouTubers and they're like, if you're going to just work, if you're just going to have ad revenue be your main thing, then you're never going to make it as a YouTuber because right. it's a small amount of money. It's getting them off the site. It's getting them onto your email list. It's selling, it's sending them to affiliate links, affiliate offers, courses, like those sorts of things. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a similar, same thing, even though it's a different content platform, 
Right. It's, it's the same. Yeah. So with that said, let's get into this. What I'll just tell you what I think the fastest way to make money through your blog is. I think it's freelance services, hands down. Like we've talked about this so many times on Laptop Empires, but I, like, I'm going to keep beating it in the ground because that is the fat, is how I made money quickly. It's how every other blogger that I know that is, is successful, they did that. Whether it was doing SEO audits for people, uh, whether it was doing Google ads for people, whether it's doing Facebook ads for people, whether it's freelance writing, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in depth here, like that is the fastest way to make money providing some kind of service. And a lot of bloggers don't want to do this. And it is frustrating for me to watch because I see a lot of bloggers that have the dream of, I want to make passive revenue or whatever. Like I want to do, I want to live off of affiliate income, or I want to have to not trade time for services that doesn't exist first of all. And even if you do want to get to the point where you're making a ton of affiliate revenue or a ton of course sales and money while you sleep and all that kind of stuff, I wasn't able to do any of that stuff before I started providing services and got some money in mm -hmm. to put into my blog. Like that just, that's just how everybody that I know that's successful did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I want to like, this is really interesting because the, the passive income thing, I want to make a quick sidebar. There was not too long ago, Pat Flynn did a video, which was a video response to another piece of content. Gary V did basically saying passive income was bullshit. And he went on this whole rant <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, Pat Flynn comes on and he's like my response to Gary V and he's like, look, you know, that guy, he had me in his most recent book. I was in his book. I have a website called smart passive income. You know, yeah. like everybody wants to know, what do you think? Are you going to, you're going to call him out? You're going to go back at him. And he gets in this and like, you're watching the whole video and you think the fight's coming. And then he's like, Oh no, I totally agree with him. Like, <laughs> and he goes <laughs> in this whole thing. And so it was really interesting. So even the big guys, they're like, there are passive forms of income, but how do you get that? you work hard. <laughs> you, yes. build, yeah. you, you build things that generate income for you in the long term and they're more passive. But I, I think this is, this is very interesting. You, you bring up the freelancing and, and here's the deal, guys. You don't have to do it forever. No. You don't have to build an agency like I did. Like you can cut back, like you can do it to make money, to help and reinvest or to pay the bills until the blog becomes the main thing. But if you you need to have a great job and have the free time and just be able to just keep cranking out content for three to five years. If your only way you're going to make money blogging is through the affiliate links and this, and this, that kind of, you know, the ads and those things, and you're not going to put money into it. You're not going to put work into it. And, and I don't mean work on a blog. I mean, work as a freelancer or paid traffic or whatever. Yeah. You've, you've got to do something in the meantime and freelance services are big. Yeah, they're huge. And you know, I've done a little bit of everything. I've done freelance writing. I've done uh, Facebook ads. I've done local SEO work. Like I've done a little bit of everything and I had to in the beginning because I was, I quit my job to do this. But the, you know, all of those things, they're, they're viable ways to make money quickly. Um, but I do want to touch on freelance writing really quick because well, again, really, this is something, oh, go ahead. Let's go deep on it. But let me, let's just get something out of the way really quickly. We're not going to talk about the Facebook side hustle thing because we've talked about it enough. You guys know, Everybody we think it's, we know it's the most profitable side hustle that you can do. We firmly believe that, but I wanted to just segue into talking about freelance writing because I think one of the most interesting things that we found at FinCon was how many, you know, big time people are looking for freelance writers. We have some now, but like we were just looking for freelance writers. So I think it's a huge opportunity for you to hone your craft and make money doing it. So I just wanted to yes. put that out there 
and just say, we're going to put this one to the side. It's our number one, but I think this might be our number two. Yeah, I think so. And so here's, here's what you need to understand. Freelance writing, you're not going to get rich off of it, right? But there are a lot of organizations, a lot of blogs. Uh, there are just a lot of online businesses out there or brick and mortar businesses uh, that need online content. Like everybody needs content created. Everybody is trying to rank in Google. Everybody wants to share stuff on Facebook. They want to share articles on Twitter. Like everybody wants content. And the unique advantage that you have of being a blogger starting out is that you probably, especially if you've been doing it for like, let's say a couple months, you know how to write a blog post. You've been reading other blogs. Like you understand how a blog post is generally laid out. So you can provide that service to other people and write blog posts for them. There are a lot of blogs that are very successful that need, that need ghostwriters. There are a lot of blogs that are very successful that don't need ghostwriters. They need staff writers. And the reason that they would hire you is because as a newer blogger, you are cheap. <laughs> like you don't have years and years and years of experience. And so that is, that puts you in a unique position. Also because know the business. Yeah. You know, the business and they, the business that you would want to write for, they know that they can get uh, work from you. They can get content from you and not have to pay an, a freaking arm and a leg for it. If you're charging a hundred dollars or $150 or whatever for the, for a business to, for a blog, let's say, uh, to hire you as a writer, like that's very reasonable cost wise for them. Now, as you, as your time becomes more valuable, like you're going to start charging more. And you know, like I have, I have one freelance gig that I still do right now that pays me a crap load of money. But like outside of that, like I won't do it unless it's a certain number, but that's, I think that the freelance writing thing is, is really interesting and you should be reaching out to bigger blogs um, especially ones that churn a ton of content. Like if they're putting out one, two, three blog posts a day, or if they're doing like, you know, one, you know, three, four, five a week, something like that, like reach out and see if you can be a freelance writer for them and write blog posts for them. Yeah. And so one, you can reach out to those bloggers and then two, you can look at things like Upwork, you yeah. know, you get freelance yeah. writing gigs there. But one of the things that I love about doing this is that, like I mentioned, you can hone your craft. You can become a better writer because it's about reps right? Like yeah. your early content is going to suck, right? Yeah. And that's so, okay. And that's okay. But even if you're writing three blog posts per week, it's going to take time before you really start to get in a groove. And just the sheer fact of writing more and writing for other people and writing for maybe different industries or different styles or to meet somebody else's voice, it's going to make you a better writer. It's going to yeah. make your blog better. And, and I, th I think that's really important. I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Like, it's not just about making money there. It's, it's going to improve your business and yeah. it's going to bring in money. Yeah. And the other thing too, you have to realize a lot of blogs, my size are bigger. A lot of them have editors. Like I have an editor. <laughs> so even if you're not, even if you are not the most experienced writer, they'll, they'll probably work with you because like they can they fix can your stuff. Yeah. Like they can fix it. Whatever you write, they can probably fix it. And you're still going to be reasonably priced enough. Now, here's one thing I will say about freelance writing. And this is kind of just like one of those unsaid rules of freelance writing. Don't go in and start charging like $50 for an article or less than a hundred dollars. Like I've always seen a hundred dollars as the floor of what you should charge because if you start undercutting people, everybody else so badly, like then you're taking food off of other people's tables. I feel like and you should be paid like reasonably for your time and you should not be writing blog posts for $50 or $25. Like that's, it's worth at least a hundred dollars <laughs> because yeah. it just is. So that would be my advice. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're going to make a lot of people mad. You're gonna make a lot of freelance writers mad. Yeah. But you know, there's other benefits too. I just hired a writer. And one of the things that I told this writer, I was like, look, we're going to, I'm going to set you up in a sauna 
And that's where I run everything in my business from. And so we're going to have an editorial calendar. You're going to see how I have that set up. It's going to be how we're going to run this. I'm going to right. give you the tasks you're going to do. Other people are going to take the editor will take them on. Like all the different people will do all these different things. I was like, but the perk of this is too, like I run everything on there. So you're going to get to yeah. see how I manage my team. You're going to get to see some of these other things. I was like, I'm not going to lock them down. Like, I don't care. Right. You're going to get, I was like, go ahead. You can kind of, I'm giving you permission to snoop around a little bit. It's like, there's some things that are private and they're locked. You won't be able to get into them. But the other stuff you can <laughs> yeah. snoop around a little bit. You can see how I do things. You're going to be able to see how do I organize my personal tasks and some of this stuff. And there's just, there's a lot of value in that. And I knew that. And that was kind of like part of the negotiation almost where I was like, I'm going to give you this benefit. And another thing I do when I hire people is I always tell them like, I will help you with your business. If you have a question, if you're not sure about something, like I'm going to help you because I want you to be successful. Like you're helping me grow my business. You're helping me be successful. That means that I like you more than most people in the world. Like that's right. just straight up how it works. And so when you take on a job like that, you're working for somebody that's where you want to be. And even if they're not outright, like even if them coaching you isn't a perk, kind of like how I do with some stuff, you're going to pick things up. You're going to learn things about the types of articles they're writing. You're going to learn things about like your finished product and what the actual finished product looks like and what the difference in those two written pieces are. And you can study that and you can improve the way you do things. You're going to pick things up. It's going to make you a better blogger just by yeah. osmosis. <laughs> the, yeah. And I've seen people do this where they, they go write. <laughs> I've seen people go intern for the Penny Hoarder, which is one of the biggest personal finance blogs out there. And I don't know what they, what they got paid or if they got paid or whatever, but like they went and intern and they learned a ton and then they started blogging and, and are seeing some success now. So like you're always going to pick up those different skills just by being around something good. And then, so now I want to get into the next one. So after freelance writing, I feel like the next best way to make your first thousand uh, dollars is probably through sponsorships of some kind, either sponsored posts or, you know, there was actually the first $300 that I made on Millennial Money Man was from a widget. I think it was by a company called smart asset and they paid me $300. Clever. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And funny, um, but they paid me $300 to put some widget on their site. And the only reason they did that is because they wanted to do it for free. And I was like, no, I just threw out a number $300. And actually like funny story, I emailed Michelle Schroeder from making sense of sense. And I was like, Hey, what do I charge for this? This was three years ago. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and she was like, well, you could probably get away with 300 bucks. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I said that and they paid me $300. So companies will pay you to do sponsored posts. I don't particularly like sponsored posts a whole lot on Millennial Money Man. You won't see me do a lot of them. I, I just don't feel like doing it. But early on I did. If you go back in my early days, like I was if there was a sponsor post opportunity and I felt like it was a decent fit for the audience, I would do it. And I would try to charge as much as possible. And charging, you know, I'm seeing people charge anywhere from a thousand to five thousand or even eight thousand dollars for some of these sponsored posts, and companies are willing to pay it. And the ones that are the most willing to pay it are usually startups. I feel like startups are the loosest with their money out of everybody else. Like, actually, there was one that paid me. This is so funny. They paid me thousands of dollars to do a sponsored post for them two years ago or a year and a half ago. And I just looked today and like, they folded, <laughs> like they went out of business today. They shot me an email or something about it. Hmm. So that's another, yeah, I know. So, but they, they will spend money. And if you feel like now I will, the caveat to all of this is if it's not a good fit for your audience, do not put it on your website. You know, like there are in, in the sponsor post thing, you can reach out to companies and you can, you can try to get them to do sponsored posts. But the, the other kind of key 
to this whole thing is you have to have some traffic to your website. So this isn't something you're going to be able to do in the very, very beginning when you have no traffic. But if you can prove that you have some traffic, if you can prove that you have some kind of community, um, somebody, something that you can, somebody that you can put this product in front of and make an impact, you can make money doing that. And that's a fa- that's a faster way to, to you know, than ads. <laughs> Let's, let's add a third one and I'm going to put a major disclaimer on this because right. I think it's important and I don't want anybody that's, you know, in our audience, that's a listener to turn into one of these douchebags. But I think there's another way, which is coaching, you know, oh, I was going to say you, that actually, yeah, you have a skill that you can teach somebody, you can help them, then you can do coaching and you can make decent money on that. Now, the big disclaimer is you better freaking know what you're doing. Like you yeah. better know what you're doing because there's a lot of scumbags that they take a webinar and learn the basics of how to do something, or they hire a coach to teach them how to do something. And then they turn around and start coaching people on how to do something. Don't, don't give blog coaching. If you're a brand new blogger, right? Don't you, you just like, Oh, like do be, <laughs> it drives me nuts. And, and I've, Everyone I, I know like has fallen for this and has been hurt by this at some point in time. You know, I had a meeting with a good friend of mine who is incredibly successful, one of the most successful business owners that I've ever met. And he was talking about how he got scammed out of money from a coach in his early days. And that person is still out there scamming people. And so, Jeez. you know, but it's one of those things. If you have an asset, if you know something that people need help with, then you can go and teach them that thing. A really, here's a really good example. When I still had the fitness thing going, I used to help people with Facebook ads. I used to help them with traffic. I used to help them with designing programs, right? Like not designing like the actual programs, but like the structure of the program. Like how do you price it? How do you position your offers? Like that sort of stuff. Because that business side of thing, that marketing side of stuff was the stuff that I was really good at. And I'd had a lot of success with it and I'd done really well with it. And I started by helping people with that that were friends for free. And then they were getting results. And then I was able to roll that into referrals and I was able to roll roll that into paid work. And to this day, you know, I have people that pay me, you know, four figures a month to hop on the phone with me once or twice a month to help them with certain things. It's a great source of income. And I don't do it as much anymore because it takes a lot of time, but in my early days, especially when I was first starting getting rolling with the Facebook ad stuff, before the agency and before I had a bunch of digital marketing clients that were done for you, I had a lot more clients that were coaching clients. And I was using, I was putting a lot of time into it. I was charging a more affordable rate and it was a do it with you kind of thing. And that was a yeah. great way for me to get started. And you can do that as a blogger because if you come, maybe you come from, you know, we know some bloggers that come from a digital marketing background. Maybe they're SEO yeah. experts or they did email marketing in a, in a former life or whatever, you know, like if you have that skill, it's a great way to use it. And I think it fits with the freelance thing in that it's something that you can charge more money for. You're trading your time for money, but you can make great money from it. And it's something that you can pull back on and do less of over time once the more passive income of the affiliate income, the display ads or what have you starts to build as your traffic builds. Yeah. The coaching thing is interesting because I I did blog coaching. I wouldn't say early on. I was making money before I started doing it and I was charging 
I think like a hundred dollars an hour back when I was doing it. And I would, I would line up like several per week. And, uh, you know, I think that it is something you can do if you have some kind of proven track record of success. And it doesn't have to be that you're making a ton of money blogging. It can be that you've grown a lot of traffic or whatever, but like it, it is something that you can, you can provide. But I just, I agree. Like you just have to be so careful with that because then it's so easy to fall into the, uh, what's the thing Gary Vee talks about all the time? Like the 22 year old life coach that like yeah, somebody yeah. coaching that on about life experience that like had coaches, to, coaching coaches about how to charge high ticket coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. And there's just so much out there in the online world. So it is a viable way to make money. I think that it's not something you should do from the beginning. I think you have to have some kind of track record of success, um, but it is a good way to make money if you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And the key here is there's just a couple things. Don't claim to have done something or to know how to do something that you haven't done before. People love to do that. They love to claim that they've made more money or they've had more success than they have. Don't do that. People will find out and your reputation's ruined and your reputation is your personal brand and your personal brand is everything in in the business world. So don't do that. The next thing is don't, don't tell people that you can help them with something that you can't help them with or that you haven't done before. Knowing something in theory is not enough. It's no. not, you know, a lot of things like, and that we even run into this like with our courses and stuff where somebody will ask us something. Here's a great example. Probably sometime before the end of the year, we'll do a training on Instagram ads for our course, but it's something that is high demand. If we were to put out an Instagram ads course as an add-on and sell it to our people or sell it to the public, I think it would do really, really well because we've had so much demand for it. You and I hadn't run Instagram ads. It's the same platform as Facebook right. ads, but we hadn't done it. So what do we do? We kept telling them, we're planning to test Instagram ads in these different ways. And once we see whether it's you know worthwhile or not, then right. we'll teach you. Right. But but not yet, because we don't know how. Like, you <laughs> right. know, like it's one of those, or we know how, but we haven't done it. Like, and I think that's key. Like, don't try to teach something that you don't know how to do. Now, the key to that, and this is where a lot of people sit here and go, but I don't have anything to offer. I don't know anything. You just need to be, you can help somebody if you're one to two steps ahead of them, right? And I've had this a lot in my business life where do I know everything about a particular thing? No, but I know more about it than that person does. And so I can help them to a point, you know, and this is a a really good example of this is like building teams and like systems and stuff. Like that's a a lot of where like my coaching income comes from now is that I'm helping people set up teams and build systems and do all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. but we work for a certain point, we reach a certain goal and then I, then we're done because I know like I've only done so much, right? That's something that I'm very good at. I've done very well with, and I'm ahead of most people. But the reality is I hired my first team member ago, less than two years ago, or not my first, I hired my first team member less than two years ago. So yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I haven't been doing this forever. So, right. you know, I show them like, this is work. This is what I've done. This is what you can do, but I don't go beyond that. Right. And yeah, I think that's smart. And so that again, like everything we talked about just comes down to like being a good person, be honest. So outside of the coaching thing, the last one I want to talk about is affiliate income, because I think that's like for a lot of bloggers, like I feel like the golden or golden, uh, the Holy grail of blogging is courses like that just because it's an incredible way to make money. But I think a lot of people feel like affiliate income is, is, the, the holy grail. I think that, well, you need to realize unless you have a lot of traffic and I'm going to say like substantial traffic, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 views per month, you're not going to make a ton of money in affiliate because it it's just, it's a numbers game. 
but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be working on it from the beginning. One of the first courses I ever bought was Michelle Schroeder-Gardner's right. uh, Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing course. And I bought that kind of late in the game. I already had traffic. And so I started making money immediately with it. But learning how to sell affiliate products is a great skill and it's a great way to make money. You can start it from the beginning, but don't expect that to be your first thousand dollars. Like if that's your first thousand dollars, you're probably not spending enough time. Like if you, if, if you feel like that's what you need to do, you're probably not spending enough time on the things that are actually going to make you a thousand dollars quickly. Does that kind of make sense? Like if you're putting all of your time and effort into affiliate. Well, it's, it's one of, yeah. If that's all you're putting your time and effort into and your first thousand dollars you make as a blogger is through affiliate income, probably took then a <laughs> it means one of, then it means, yeah, it probably took a long time. It means you either have a lot of referral traffic <laughs> yeah. um, that you like did some sort of JV or something, or it means that you missed an opportunity to make your first thousand dollars way sooner in your blogging career yeah. by doing the freelancing or by doing the yeah. coaching or by doing, you know, like the other things that we've mentioned. Yeah. So like take that course. It's, it's really good. It's like the golden standard right now, but just don't like understand that it's going to take some time to make that a viable income stream it takes practice right. and it takes traffic. So do the other stuff and, in addition to that. Yeah. And that's, that's the key here. The stuff that we mentioned, the stuff we're recommending, it is, it is something that you do alongside the blog. It is separate yeah. from, you know, it is, it is something that you're doing. It's almost like our, our how to make your first thousand dollars blogging. Now that I'm thinking about it, our title for this episode is almost misleading because, and I didn't do it. We didn't do that intentionally. It wasn't like we were right. trying to do clickbait. It's just that we believe like these things are not necessarily, it's not necessarily money from the blog. It's money from your work. It's money from your time, but you can do it to support your blog. And it's exactly what you did when you didn't have, when you left your job with no, no money from yeah. the blog yet. Well, but I, you know, I will say I do, I do consider it as blogging income because the only reason I got my first digital marketing gig was because I was writing content on my blog and it was like, this was a service that I provided through the same company that I was running my blog through. I had a hire me page on my blog and it, it walked through my services that I provided, whether it was freelance or whatever. I can't remember even what was on it anymore, but it, it is something that you can do. It's not directly, you know, it's not directly on your blog, but I think it's a service that you provide through your blog uh, because you use your blog as kind of your portfolio to make those things happen. So that's, that's what I'll say about that. No, very good point. So yeah, so all this, I completely agree with you. Like you said, like having that hire me page and everything. You're right. I just, my point was, it's something that you're going to be doing on the side, but we think everybody should do that. Like when you're yeah. building your blog, you should be doing something on the side, something freelance, something that's you putting in the work to make money that maybe isn't part of your long-term plan while you're building the future of your blog, while you're creating the content, while you're putting on the display ads, while you're focusing on SEO, while you're creating your lead magnets, while you're building your email list and sending out your newsletters, while you're putting your affiliate links and optimizing posts, while you're doing all those things that you need to do as a blogger that are going to lead to your long-term success, making money from display, making money from affiliates, building your audience so that you can sell them courses, so you can sell affiliate offers, whatever it is that you're going to do, but you're doing all those things. You can do these other things to start making money from day one. And that is going to give you the motivation and that's going to give you the payoff that you need to stick with this long-term and not be one of those six monthers that just yeah. gives up because it's not working. 
money makes everything easier in business. <laughs> it's very motivating. So yeah, absolutely. Get yes. some money coming in. Don't be afraid to put some work in and trade some time for money and all that kind of stuff. Like you can get to the point where you're making a bunch of affiliate income or core sales. Like that's later down the road, put the work in, get the money, put it back in your business, grow it. That's it. So here's what you need to do. A list of things. Number one, you should listen to this again and take notes. No, I'm kidding. Go out there. <laughs> do what you got to do make your first thousand dollars blogging or start making more money blogging. Number two, you should really go check out Michelle's affiliate marketing course. Got to meet, I got to meet her over the weekend. She knows her shit. Like there's a reason that her blog is so big and it's really the, it's the standard for affiliate marketing out there. Um, it's something that like both of us have bought. I bought it and then I just haven't been blogging. <laughs> so I, I haven't, I, you know, I haven't like implemented it yet, but it's great information. And then go subscribe to us. Like we're going to tell you this every time you're going to get tired. You thought I was going to give you another tip, but the tip is <laughs> subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. Make sure you don't miss an episode. And with that, we're done. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.